Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Is this the nightcap? No, this is Patrick. Nightcap. No, this is Patrick. Is this the Nightcap. No, this is Patrick. Time now for the Nightcap on WGR Sports Radio 550. Hello, everybody. It's the Nightcap. Joe DiBiase here on WGR for the next uh, segment. A little less than a half an hour here before we get you to Monday Night Football between the Los Angeles Rams and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This was a good slate of primetime games. Cardinals-Seahawks was a good matchup on Thursday. Sunday Night Football, Raiders and Chiefs looked good on paper, and it ended up being pretty good. And then tonight, the Bucks and the Rams, not two teams that I'm, like, super interested in, but they got good records. They got good quarterbacks. And you could do worse. You could play the Jets on Monday Night Football. You could have the Giants. Anyone from the NFC East. Really right now would be a pretty brutal Monday Night Football matchup. I'm sure there are some of those on the way. The NFCs tend to get lots of primetime games. It's also historically right now the worst division we've ever seen. Three wins for all four teams. That's a three four-way tie in terms of wins. The Eagles with a tie. Three, six, and one lead the way. Because of course, right? A tie will be end up deciding that division. I mean, the worst division I've ever seen. Anyone's ever seen. Five wins could win it. Legitimately. Five wins could do it. And I want to talk some Bills and Ravens tonight. Got limited time. Maybe we'll do more of it tomorrow. I do want to talk Bills and Ravens. Baltimore lost again yesterday. Their third loss in the last four games. I have legitimate concerns both about them as a team and about Lamar Jackson. We'll get to that in a second. But quickly in the NFC East. What do you want right now if you're a team in the NFC East? If you're the Eagles, you're winning the division. But you're terrible. You're you're a terrible team. You are only leading it because the other three teams might be, they might all be bottom five teams in football. And you just happen to be, you know, the one who got a lucky bounce your way. And you got one more bounce than the rest of them. And you're three, six, and one. You've lost to Cleveland. You've lost to the Giants. You've lost to Baltimore, Pittsburgh, you tied the Bengals, lost to the Rams, lost to Washington. Like not all of those are good losses. And by good loss, I mean you didn't just lose the good teams. You lost to the Giants. You lost to Washington. You tied Cincinnati. I mean, that should tell you what you are as a team, but you're in first place. The Giants, same thing. You have three wins. What are you really trying to do? 
What are you trying to accomplish? And right now, what's interesting about the NFC East is draft order. Because I think anybody could guess. We're all we all know. They are the winner of that division is in store for a home playoff game that they do not deserve at all. But despite the fact they'll be home, whoever it is, Eagles, Giants, Washington, or Dallas, whoever's home, they are going to play a very good NFC team. Right now, that would be Tampa Bay. If the Rams win tonight, it would be the Rams. Could end up being the Cardinals. One of those three teams, most likely. Arizona, Tampa Bay, or the LA Rams. Any one of those three teams would be, to me, a big favorite on the road against whatever NFC East team they end up playing. Now, if you are the Eagles, Giants, football team, or Cowboys, what do you want? Do you really want to win that division? You could put a banner up, but everyone's going to remember that year, not for what you did right, but that's going to be a banner signifying, man, remember how bad the division was that year? Worst we've ever seen. I mean, how much of an accomplishment should that really be seen as? It doesn't tell you anything about the direction of your organization. It doesn't give you the fans. It doesn't give the fans their their day in the sun. You know? They're not even attending these games. So it's not like, oh, we well, we want to host a game because well, our fans deserve like to get them a playoff game. The atmosphere, like, that'll be fun, and you never know, right? But none of these teams are going on runs, and they all realistically should know that they're not doing anything if they make the playoffs. Right now, the Eagles at 3-6-1, because of the NFL draft rules in terms of how they get selected among the playoff teams, well, wild card, wild card losers right now, Let's assume the Eagles, who will go on to win the division, it's way up in the air, obviously. They all have three wins. But let's just say for sake of conversation, the Eagles win the division. And then they lose to Tampa in the first round. They'll pick 19th. They would pick 19th because of that. 19th. And the Giants, who currently are in second place on tiebreakers, based on, I don't know, strength of schedule, interdivision record, I don't know what it is for the draft order and division, but they would pick right now 7th. That is the difference of 12 spots. Washington is in the 5 spot. Dallas is in the 4 spot. If you are the Eagles, the Giants, Washington, or Dallas, what do you want? Do you want a meaningless playoff loss when everybody knows you have no right to be there? Or do you want want one of those high picks and take a shot at a quarterback when this draft class, the more and more you read about it, the more and more you watch Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson and Trey Lance are the other two that are first-round thought of uh, prospects. Do you want one of those guys? Do you want to trade down to a team that wants one of those guys? That's where you should. That's where you should want to be. And none of those teams right now Except Dallas, who might only even be in this position because Dak Prescott gets hurt. I mean, if Dak doesn't get hurt, that could that could be a 500 team, couldn't it? They'd at least be better than three and seven. I don't know. Anyways, none of those teams except maybe Dallas. But you've got the contract uh, negotiation going on with Prescott, where he's not under contract. 
and you can't really afford the franchise tag year two. I think it's over $50 million. None of those teams are so secure at quarterback that they should think, we don't want to pick that high. Washington is the obvious one. They don't have a long-term answer at quarterback right now. Dwayne Haskins, I mean, he might as well not even be on the team anymore. He's the third stringer when everybody's healthy. He's the backup when Kyle Allen goes down. Alex Smith comes in. He's their quarterback. 37, late 30s, Alex Smith. So they're nowhere in terms of a long-term answer. They'd absolutely pick one. They're currently at five. I could see them trading up to, like, you know, Cincinnati spot at three. Looking at the draft order right now, Cincinnati at three. They could trade up, go draft Trey Lance or Zach Wilson. Dallas at four. If Prescott negotiations don't go well, they could do it. But that, other than that happening, they're not going near a quarterback. The Giants, are they ready to call it quits on Daniel Jones? I think he's probably back next season. But you never know if Dave Gettleman gets fired. He has been their general manager for a couple of years now. They have the worst record in the league going back to 2017. And how much rope does a guy get? So if they have a new GM in place, if that happens... I could see Daniel Jones has not been nearly good enough to me to warrant them passing on one of those top quarterbacks if they get into position for. And the Eagles, do they want to win the division or do they want a top quarterback? Carson Wentz looks like one of the worst QBs in the league. And Jalen Hurts is interesting. I didn't love him as a prospect, but you spent a second-round pick on him. I, I mean, maybe take a look and see what that is. Because same thing with the Eagles. If they keep playing like this and one of those other teams gets lucky and ends up winning the NFC East, you might have a top five pick. And maybe you'd like to know what Jalen Hurts is before you get faced with that situation. So I don't know. I feel like any of those NFC East teams would be better suited to not win that division when you're not going to do anything when you get there anyway. And just take the high pick. That's what I would want. Anyways. Uh, I mentioned the Ravens and the Bills. A little comparison between Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. And those two need to be compared. Because as it stands, we are now more than two years removed from the once thought of historically good 2018 draft class. Where it ran five deep with first round quarterbacks. Four in the top ten. Never see that. But we got it two years ago. And as it turns out, it did not end up being historically good. Again, we are almost three full seasons in, and I can argue right now Josh Allen is the only one that is playing like a franchise quarterback, and I can really only make the case for two that are going to be or are franchise quarterbacks. I think the way Allen is playing, that's a franchise quarterback right now. And Lamar Jackson did do it last season. He has regressed this year. I will still leave the door open that he is a franchise quarterback in Baltimore. I don't I don't even know if that's a lot to say. He's been decent this year, but last year he was the MVP. So what do I do with that? He's amazing in 2019. He's decent in 2020. Is he a franchise quarterback? I have a higher bar for franchise quarterbacks than I think most do. I think there are maybe six or seven in the whole league. But... Jackson, to me, would be in consideration, but Allen's the only one playing like one right now. Baker Mayfield is a game manager in Cleveland. That is it. That team wins with running the football and good defense. 
They do not win because their quarterback drops back to pass and you just can't stop him. He's averaging 180 yards per game right now. I mean, it's it's almost funny that they've taken turns, too. After the first year, after all of their rookie seasons, Mayfield would have come out on top. He set the rookie touchdown record with 27 passing touchdowns. The Browns were so bad before Mayfield gets there where they went two full years without winning a home game that he comes in, plays almost 500 football, and yeah, they were building him up as a franchise quarterback. He takes big steps back last year with turnovers. This year, he's playing in a more protected spot. They're running the ball a lot. They have a good offensive line. They have good wide receivers. They have good tight ends. They have great running backs. They have a good defense, and he can only average 180 yards passing per game. That's not what you draft. It's not what you want to draft with a first overall pick. Mayfield is not a franchise quarterback right now, nor is he trending towards being one. Darnold goes three. And I still think there is a potential for Sam Darnold to be unlocked as a franchise quarterback. I do not think it happens with the Jets. They are probably, well, we'll see. They are on track to get Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. Those two, by the way, if you missed Trevor Field, Tre- or Justin Fields this past weekend... That gap seems to be narrowing between which one is the top guy. I think most would still tell you it's Lawrence, but Fields at Ohio State, it's coming strong. I think whenever you talk about the Jets picking first, you now have to mention both of those guys. So they're going to have probably a new guy. Sam Darnold, I think in the right situation, with the right commitment from his team, can still be a franchise quarterback. I think he has enough raw skills. We have seen enough highlights from Sam Darnold to where he gets the proper coaching, the proper surroundings of receivers, offensive line. If he was in a similar setup to Baker Mayfield even, I think Darnold could, you never know, but I think he could be doing a lot better. I like San Francisco as a landing spot for him, for him specifically, to unlock that. Kyle Shanahan, some good receivers, good offensive line. Like The 49ers are built to win right now. Now, the thing that's going to trouble Darnold is I don't know if he will ever again get the commitment that Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson get from their teams. Nobody is going to hand him a big contract. Now, he will still be on a rookie deal if he's traded, but you're talking about, he. let's say San Francisco would trade for him. And Garoppolo's got to go away for that to happen in the first place. But let's say Darnold ends up in San Francisco. What is that? That's a one-year experiment, isn't it? He has one bad year. Not even bad year. One middling season. And they're right back in play for a quarterback the next year. Aren't they? If a good veteran becomes available. One decent season from Sam Sam Darnold's not going to do it. So he would have to ball out next year wherever he is to earn that commitment from somebody else. Because as we saw with Josh Rosen, Rosen loses the commitment from the team that drafted him. The Cardinals in the right spot. Just the perfect situation to get Kyler Murray. They move on from Josh Rosen. Rosen now no longer has that long-term commitment because the guy that drafted him no longer possesses his rights. Miami didn't have a long-term commitment to Josh Rosen. Second round pick is what they traded. It's not nothing, but it's not anything near the type of commitment you would need to pass on an alternative that looks better. 
So, same thing. Rosen has a couple of bad games. A bad stretch of football. And it's over. He's nowhere. He's a practice squad quarterback in Tampa. Can't even get over Blaine Gabbard on the depth chart. That's done. And Darnold is a bad stretch of football. Maybe not even a bad season. A bad stretch of football from it being over. So he is nowhere near tracking towards a franchise quarterback. Allen goes 7th. I don't know how you can argue Allen's not playing like one right now. I, and this is fine, I have no issue, if you're out there, crowning Josh Allen as a franchise quarterback. Again, that is subjective to what your bar is for a franchise quarterback. I think this year, Allen is playing like one. No doubt. I'm going to wait until the end of the season to crown him as the Bills franchise quarterback. But I'm usually pretty conservative and just... Willing to accept that a guy is amazing. I mean, aren't we seeing this with Carson Wentz right now in Philly? I already mentioned him a little bit earlier. I mean, no one in Philadelphia. Nobody. And I know this because my brother covers the Eagles. We went to Philadelphia a couple years ago for a Monday Night Football game. And I, I, you just hear everybody talking like, he is going to be the best thing ever. And he's already. Like, we got our guy. We're sold. And there was good reason for that. Carson Wentz had a franchise quarterback level season a couple of years ago when they won the Super Bowl. Before he gets hurt, I mean, we're talking about 250 plus yards per game, 33 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, an 11-2 record. 11-2 with those numbers. Nobody that covers the Eagles or watches the Eagles or is a fan of them would have thought he's not a franchise quarterback. Fast forward three years. Where are you? We're wondering about where when he's getting benched for a guy they just drafted in the second round. Crazy. So, nothing about Allen's play is the reason for this. It's just how I'm geared. And maybe that's just natural for a lot of Bills fans my generation. I don't know. When all you know is Lossman and Edwards and Fitzpatrick and Taylor. You know, when that's all you know, it's easy to have reservations. But, as I'll say, right now, Allen's playing like a franchise quarterback. He's tracking towards one, in my mind. And I have no issue with someone already crowning him as that. And then, Rosen, as I mentioned, he's gone. Lamar Jackson at 31. And this is where I want to end on tonight's show. I want to talk more about this tomorrow. What is going to happen with him? Because if I am a Ravens fan right now, I feel like I'm stuck. I'm stuck in between a team that has a great roster and an ability to win big right now. But at the same time, I've got a quarterback that, to me, is being overprotected. Now, good on the Ravens for committing to playing Lamar Jackson style, being willing to use his athleticism as a weapon. But what has kind of happened in Baltimore is they have turned into like what I see Navy do in college football. It's so much running that can you properly judge whether Lamar Jackson can be a franchise quarterback? He's not throwing the football enough. He's got two games all season over 30 attempts. That's it. If I were Baltimore, and this would be tough because I think the way they play right now might give them the best chance to win. It worked last year and the year before with him. But, I don't know. I want to see, if I'm Baltimore, I want to see Lamar Jackson in an offense that Kyler Murray runs in Arizona. The Cardinals are going to find out if Kyler Murray's a franchise quarterback. They're finding that out right now. 
and it looks like he might be one. And it's the way they're playing. They're letting him air it out. They're finding out what he is. And if it goes well, you're going to win. You know? And could Baltimore do that with Jackson? I'd be screaming for that if I were there. Let's see him run an offense like Josh Allen runs in Buffalo. Where the Bills took the leash off. You're going to throw it sometimes 50 times a game. And you know what? We're going to find out pretty quickly. Because that's how you win in today's NFL. And if it works, we're going to be a great team. And that's what's happened with the Bills. They took the leash off. They took the training wheels off of Josh Allen. They gave him Stephon Diggs at wide receiver. And if it worked, you were going to be a great team. That's exactly what's happened with the Bills. And in Baltimore, you're just not getting that. You're running the ball all the time. You're trying to win. The Ravens are trying to win the way the Bills won last year. They're trying to win every game 24-17. to And you know what? You're going to win 10 games that way. You're maybe going to win your division. You're going to make the playoffs. You're going to get destroyed by Kansas City when they're on their A game. Every single time. And I'm not all the way there. I'm definitely not all the way there that the Bills will be in the same realm as that. I think right now, and I've said this for a couple weeks now, the way the Bills play versus the way the Ravens play, the Bills have a better chance to beat the Chiefs on any given day than Baltimore does. And if the Ravens want to get serious about contending with Kansas City, you need to let your quarterback throw it. And let's really see what Lamar Jackson is. And that's why right now you can't put him above Josh Allen. Because the Bills have let Allen do that, and it's worked. So we'll see if the Ravens ever get around to that. I don't know. Greg Roman is the offensive coordinator. We know him from here in Buffalo. We know what he did in San Francisco with Colin Kaepernick. He might never run an offense like that. He might just keep going the way it is. And Maybe you need to change there before they ever get around to it. Who knows? All right. More Bills, Ravens talk. Tier Tuesday. Been tiering the Bills each week. Tomorrow will be interesting. Baltimore loses, Tennessee beats them, and looks very good doing it. The Colts, great game against the Packers. I mean, that's a great win. Green Bay was my number one team in the NFC. So, the Colts are interesting now, too. Uh, The Dolphins lose, of course. They'll take a step back. So, we'll get into that tomorrow. Thanks, everybody, for listening tonight, though. Stay tuned. Monday Night Football, good one. Rams, Buccaneers is on the way next. Coverage starting next year in WGR. Kickoff is at 8.15. Talk to you tomorrow. This has been the Nightcap on WGR. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.